Welcome back to another episode of Adjusting the Knife. It's your boy Marcus with the crew, with the guys, and we're here back with another fantastic episode. I just want to start off by saying, how's your day, Danny? My day's been good. Um, you know, it's Friday, so it's it's the end of the week. I'm excited for the weekend. You know, I'm excited to go outside and enjoy this beautiful weather that we're having before, you know, winter, stuff like that. How about you, Carlos? How are you? Well, my week, my week has been good so far. I mean, have a bunch of classes being up from 7 to 7, so it's it's kind of cool. But yeah, at least it's Friday and we can sleep over a little bit more on Saturday, so that's that's kind of cool. How about you, Jan? Well, I got to tell you guys, uh, my day today is decent because I got only four classes, but week is awful. Got a lot of classes, got to study a lot. I'm being dealing with head and neck every day. I'm sure I'm going to blow the midterm so <laughs> well you know what's crazy is that you have a big head so there's yeah. a lot of capacity for you to study so no, I'm, I'm sure, sure you'll be I'm, fine I'm sure I'll be fine I'm just yeah. messing with you guys uh, what about you Ryan my day's been alright uh, long day like we had a lot of our powerhouse classes today and not too thrilled about one of the professors we had I'll keep it off but I'm sure you guys probably know who I'm talking about they're just terrible at what they do but other than that my week not the greatest looking forward to the weekend we can tell we can tell Ryan had a bad day since he opened the door when I had to go the whiskey that boy didn't even say hi Ryan do you want to tell us about your you know grieving loss that you had today <laughs> no <laughs> Ken how was your day <laughs> my day was all right uh i mean it went by pretty quick this week went by pretty quick for me at least but i'm excited for it to be the weekend but i'm just excited to take a nice long sleep in tomorrow but more importantly marcus how was your day and or yes sir hell yeah okay i was waiting on this anyways my day has been really really um you know just stressful a little bit but it's been it's been good so far, but kind of stressful if that makes sense because um, we're actually in some of our classes on um, visual diagnosis. We got to know a whole lot of verbals and stuff like that. But it's it's pretty fun because now they're starting to treat you like a doctor and they're expecting so much out of you. And with high expectations, you know you gotta you gotta over exceed those expectations, baby. Started, bro. It just never stops. Uh, well, this week we probably about doubled our information that we learned since the last week the first week we learned the shoulder and this week we learned about the elbow and most of the wrist and when it goes to ortho you have to learn all the anatomical locations and the muscles of the area the nerves that have to run through it and then you have to learn about the certain tests that test for certain things related to the landmarks if that makes sense yeah i mean we on our first week like kind of like ryan said we went over the shoulder and i said oh why is everybody talking about this class being so hard it's not that hard and then second week came around and they were like okay you know let's let's get into the other one like all right cake that's no problem i know what a bicep and a tricep is i'm chilling next thing i know it's like eight tests eight different landmarks eight different things and for those of you that might not know who like aren't in the program or haven't gotten ortho yet ortho is one of those like make or break classes in our program and it has a lot of different like tests, I call them like stress tests where you stress like different joints and stuff like that. And it, it can get very hard because the professor who teaches it, he wants everything like verbatim. 
So it can get pretty tough. Well, they want it verbatim because that's how they test you. They want you to know everything, uh, you know, from A to Z. But most of the time it's, you know, there's a lot of material to it. I, I feel like it's not as hard as people make it out to be. I just think that it's a lot on our plate and especially combined with all the other classes that we have. So it's just a lot of material that's that we have to remember, especially like you're saying with the verbals that we need to know them in the, you know, the specific format. I'm so glad y'all brought up this question because I'm pretty sure all our listeners out there, uh, whether they're in, in lower quarters or higher quarters, they want to know how you guys kind of transition into, uh, you know, from all the way from first quarter to fifth quarter. And then because we always hear fifth, fifth and sixth quarter are like the make it or break it. Those are the ones that drop people GPAs and everything. So we kind of, I kind of am really, really glad uh, we got on this subject because I really want to know how do you guys feel about fifth quarter as a whole, not just ortho. Well, we, I feel like they start treating you more like a doctor in, in that sense rather than taking lectures because you're a year in and you're doing a lot of diagnosis instead of just learning material from PowerPoints and, and being quizzed on it. This is more real world knowledge that you're going to need later in the future, especially when you you know, talk to patients. Yeah, I mean, you, you you said it best, Ken. I honestly feel like, you know, fifth quarter is definitely kind of like where Marcus said that they start t treating you like a doctor in fourth quarter. In fifth quarter, they take it up a whole notch. And I mean, they, you know, the professor will talk about something and you'll ask them a question. And you'll be like, hey, oh, what does that mean? And I'll ask you, what do you think it means? You know, what do, what, what do you think? How are you going to apply it? So it's like, you're not really being walked you know like they're not holding your hand through the subjects anymore they're kind of just asking you and showing you this is the information learn to apply it figure it out you know and come to class take the test and pass if you don't pass tough cookies so i feel like now uh we're kind of transitioning into the part of our education where we become a little bit more of detectives where we have to take the information that we've learned and apply it physically in a real world setting or at least a simulated setting in the labs where we are learning these tests to be able to identify the symptoms that are associated with certain diseases or pathologies. And I think that Dr. Carter, who is our orthopedic uh, diagnosis professor, is doing such a marvelous job of it. He's actually a very, very good professor. And I feel like he gets a reputation that the class is very hard just because of his expectations. But once you get past that, his teaching style and how he presents himself to you and the information uh, is top notch. I really, really am glad y'all said that because a lot of teachers um, actually, like a lot of professors actually feel like uh, they show us from the backwards, you know, and like they don't actually let you diagnose it. And then um, and then you use the test. But I'm glad as you know, as the quarters going on and we getting we getting, you know, a whole lot more information as, you know, switching from fourth quarter to fifth quarter. We're starting to be able to be detectives. We're starting to be able to actually use and apply the information that we've learned in previous quarters to be the best docs that we can be, because at the end of the day, that's what we really that's what we really strive to be. And with that, um, I feel like our education on our analytical and like detective self isn't just being 
taught and practiced in class, a lot of times it will occur outside of class, like with certain clubs teaching you how to identify certain pathologies or certain tests to confirm or deny whether your hypothesis was right on a particular uh, segment of the body. So I feel like clubs are a very important aspect of the school. Yo, can we talk about, now we're on the subject of clubs, can we talk about club day this quarter? I feel like, you know, there was a lot going on for us and for the school in general. I mean, this was the most clubs that I've seen on campus. You know, last quarter was the first time they allowed club day, if I'm not mistaken, since COVID. And then now, this time around, they released even more tables. They allowed more people because now it's fully on campus again. There's no online stuff, none of that. So there was, I mean, we had like Animal Cairo Club, Gonset Club, obviously, you know, Motion Palpation Institute Club. I mean, all these different clubs that we can get into. But, you know, enough about that. What do you guys, was there any clubs for you guys that uh, that really sparked your interest? I'm going to be honest. Uh, the club that really sparked my interest was actually functional neurology. Um, Danny is the person that actually got me into it because he's like a really, really fun neuro nerd for anyone that doesn't know him. So anytime I bring up anything talking about different lobes, um, different lobes of the um, of the brain or anything like that, he is going to sit down and he's going to be like, hey, man. I'm going to tell you one thing about it and you might as well go ahead and get ready to take a seat because it's going to be two hours long worth of material. Order some coffee and something because you're going to be there for a long time. It's okay. Every time I talk, I bring an extra blanket with me. So if you sit down, you can take a nap while I talk. That way, it, you know, it just puts you right to sleep. And the one thing I'll add for Functional Neurology Club is personally, I don't go to a lot of clubs because I work while I'm in school. So, and the hours I work oftentimes overlap with when the clubs meet but this past week i was actually able to go to the first uh functional neurology club meeting and the one thing i will say is it really kind of put in a new perspective for me of how you can soar off into a completely different direction with chiropractic and how what we've learned in that club is just beyond what i thought is possible in, in the chiropractic field well, I totally agree with you there. It's definitely eye-opening. And, I mean, me and Danny have been on campus since uh, the second quarter, so we've been attending Functional Neurology Club for a while. And I honestly had no idea anything about functional neur neurology until I got here. So, like you're saying, it's expanding the scope and, like, the horizon of seeing what chiropractic can do is, is really cool. And another thing I want to add to that, like, with me being an athlete, seeing that side of uh, seeing that side of chiropractic really like Ken said it's eye opening because um as an athlete or just person in the community in general, we all tend to get injured. And so with me being a football player, I actually hurt my ankle a couple of times and I always was wondering like why do I keep hurting the same ankle over and over and over again? And I was like, I'm working out, everything's going fine, I'm working out, I'm working out, I'm working out. So I know it's not a muscle problem at this point, but I'm like maybe maybe it's just something going on with me. Maybe I'm just stepping wrong. But what functional neurology end up putting in perspective is that you could have all like all the you can have all the muscle growth growth that you have uh, going on. You can train as much as what you train, but once you hurt that muscle, you may end up losing 
the map of where where certain limbs or anything is on your body and so every everything in your body basically has a mapping mechanism and so say for instance i keep hurting my ankle maybe it's because my body doesn't even know where my ankle is in space so it's it's things like that that really really amplifies the amount uh, amount of things that you can do with chiropractic in itself you know, guys, uh, I want to talk about my, my favorite club is Sports Cairo. You guys know that. I'm very sad that this quarter I can't go because of classes. Wait, you like Sports Cairo? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have expected the guy who coaches basketball and trains and plays basketball and works out every day to like Sports Cairo. That's interesting. Uh, thank you. Nah, but really, uh, we, I went with Danny and Marcus to Orto Club, Orthopedic. I love that club, too. I like the I like the way they teach and you know the setups. We talk about City Junction this week, right? Mm-hmm. So I, it was pretty good. Uh, the other clubs I do want to go. It's once you guys go functional neurology, but uh, it's gonna be next order for me. I completely understand that. And like John said, um, we you know we went to sports uh, sports Cairo uh, club, and we're actually in the sports chiropractic program. I'm not getting to take any classes this quarter because my quarter is really, really full. But Danny is uh, taking exercise physiology, to, you know, to start off start off his quarter um, as, as a sports chiro. And so going to sports chiropractic club really also amplifies the amount of stuff that you can do with not only just people in the community, but athletes in itself. Because in sports chiro, they look at everybody as if they're an athlete. Because at, at the end of the day, you may want to pick up your kids. You may want to go out there and throw the baseball with your kids. You may want to go grocery shopping, picking up, picking up, you know, a lot of grocery bags, going into the house. That's you are doing athletic things and don't even realize it. And so what sports chiropractor put in perspective that everyone is an athlete. Everyone, everyone is doing different things um, each and every day throughout, you know, throughout a whole year. And so you can just say you're an athlete. For me, one of the things that, um, one of the clubs I should say that, that really spoke out to me, um, believe it or not, is, uh, is actually Life Force. So I, I don't think I'll be able to join Life Force this quarter because of the fact that I've just got a lot on my plate with the master's program, the clubs, you know, like I'm trying to become an officer in a couple of clubs. So on top of the fact that I'm doing the master's, I'm doing the DC program, which is already a lot. And I want to be an officer in a couple of clubs. It's a little hard for me to you know, kind of juggle a whole other like club, I guess you could say, but life force isn't really just a club. It's more so like an organization and that organization, it works with, it works with alumni. It works with students. It works with the staff here on campus to be able to build events that help you, that help you, the student, or let's say a fellow chiropractor connect with potential, you know, associates as well as connect with potential you know, like, let's say physical therapists, you know, like athletic trainers, it helps you connect with teams, it helps you connect with all types of people. So it's basically a really big club for networking, as well as setting up events and being able, you know, to work on like your public speaking and all that stuff. So it's one of those really cool clubs that I wish I had the time for. But because I don't, um, I'm gonna have to pass up on it for right now. And you know, just attend as many events as I can that they host. Because honestly, a lot of those events are really helpful. Like this week, I went to three of their other networking events um, because, you know, we're all on campus. So they're, I mean, bombarding us with events every single day. There's an event with food, chiropractors, you know, philosophy talks, all these different things. And I mean, you're talking about 30 chiropractors in the room 
that you know are all sitting here giving you know just dumping knowledge on you and i think it's i think it's a wonderful thing but yeah what do you think ken well i wanted to you know ask carlos what what clubs he's going to be attending this quarter and even ryan what what clubs are you guys interested in or where are you guys going to start well being honest this quarter for me is kind of kind of hard and sad at the same time because i can't go to many clubs but i went to it's a puerto rican club it's called kirobori and it was fun like i i learned how to do, do seated cervicals and it's it's kind of crazy because at least I can practice on my own language, so yeah, it's it's kind of fun. But I would love to go to Sport Cairo, and I would love to go. I would love to go to Gonstead. So yeah, it's kind of sad, but at the same time, I want to do something different. How about you, Ryan? Uh, for me, personally, uh, I don't think I'm gonna be able to have that much time for clubs. But uh, I am very interested in going to the. Uh, orthopedic club i unfortunately missed the first meeting this past week but i definitely will go to the next one i think it's a bi-weekly club but um i'm very much enjoying uh our orthopedic diagnosis class right now and i could definitely see myself going further into it into the future whether or not it's something uh i follow through on we'll see it kind of depends but uh other than that uh maybe gonstead just to see how things are there. But the one thing I will say about Gonstead is if you're in the first few quarters, whether it's your first quarter, second, or even third, I highly recommend that you go to Gonstead. They are such a fantastic uh, club, especially for beginners. They get you well ahead on things you will learn in motion palpation, full spine one. Uh, for them, we are soaring through these classes that we've had and are having right now in full spine one. So I definitely recommend going to them. You know, um, I was about to say, Ryan, you, you took the word, I mean, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. It, if it wasn't for Gonstead club, which is one of the clubs that Ken and I first attended when we got here. And um, I mean, everybody here attended it, to be honest, at one point in time, it's one of those clubs that it teaches you exactly what the school is going through, going to tell, teach you. So by going to that club, you tend to learn a lot about what the school is going to teach you in a setting that's not school setting. And for me, I don't know about you guys or anybody else that's listening to the podcast, but for me, when I learn best when I'm around people, like when I study now, one of the things that I've developed is I'll study around others because for me, it just keeps me focused. And that same thing went for Gonstead. When I was in Gonstead club, I learned everything that I needed to learn for second and third quarter when it came to you know, the biomechanics of the body, when it came to motion palpation, when it came to now full spine, I learned all of that in Gonstead because I was around people and they were, you know, we were going back and forth discussing and debating different things. But I wanted to touch base on orthopedic club. So this was my first quarter going to orthopedic club. And I went partly because Dr. Carter, who is our orthopedic diagnosis professor, told us, hey, there's free pizza. Y'all need to go. And I said, free pizza? I'm there. <laughs> you know, you don't got to tell me twice and there's free food. But I went there and I said, I had, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't have the, I wasn't expecting anything. I was like, okay, it's going to be orthopedics. Like I've been an orthopedist a bajillion times because of all my injuries. So I know, I know what they're going to talk about, surgery and all this stuff. And then they just start throwing knowledge at us. They're like, hey, you know, this is what you guys might think is orthopedics is just surgery. The orthopedic, you know, diplomate program, which is a program that you can take when you're getting your doctorate, 
is a program that's going to teach you all these different ways to be able to test the body and measure the mobility and ranges of motion of joints in the body. And they, you know, they presented the material very well. They, you know, taught you how to set up on certain adjustments and do different, different tests for people, you know, for patients that you might have that can come in with like a range of motion deficit or something like that. So I really love the club. And I mean, you know, you guys already know I'm a neuro nerd, so I'm going to tell you all about that. But one last thing for me is sports Cairo club. I don't know about y'all, but for me, sports is a big part of my life. And when I found the clubs that had to do with sports and chiropractic, I fell in love. So, you know, Sports Cairo Club, they teaches you this this last meeting, which was yesterday, actually. They taught you, uh, well, they taught me a an assessment that helps you assess the whole body and check for, you know, if there's an issue with, like, muscles, if there's an issue with the, you know, mus- like, skeletal system, if there's an issue with the nervous system. They give you a full range assessment that you can do very quickly to help you get your athlete in treat them and get them out and back on the field and playing. So I really loved it. I'm just going to bounce off you, uh, Danny, because you said that it's, you know, sports is something that you love to do. And, and, you know, obviously you want to follow something that you love and learn more and gain more knowledge. But at the same time, I feel like some of these clubs really get you out of your comfort zone and they force you to become more developed. And in that, in that sense, I've been attending Max Living Club, which really forces me out of my shell to be able to talk to strangers and other people and be able to communicate chiropractic to other people who have never even heard of it before. And, you know, getting up in front of an audience and, and talking in front of your peers who maybe you know some of them and maybe you're not comfortable with talking or you're shy, it, it really helps you build character and really develop as yourself as a doctor as you're going through this program well i just want to sit here and you know i think we all can come uh, come together and you know definitely say that clubs are such a big big part of what you know what we learn and in my opinion sometimes i think it's very very unappreciated and so a whole lot of people can learn a whole lot from clubs because like danny said it's in a different setting not everybody learns in the same setting when you out there having fun and you know you out there having fun with your friends being around your guys and then they end up telling you like hey bro um like say for instance me and danny was playing basketball and we was talking about the sodium potassium pump while we was playing basketball like at the end of the day that's just that's just what keeps us keeps us together and keeps us knowing what we know for school but i also want to sit here and tell you guys tell you guys about kairos basically i'm gonna let jen explain that i mean guys this is a pretty good uh, cool club you get to wake up early hearts and shine how early is early john five thirty in the morning bro well, you gotta be there yeah so you mean i have to wake up at 5 30 in the morning go to no, club you gotta I go mean, i mean way the cl- early the club will start at 5 30 exactly. so you Before gotta wake up early yeah so they in there singing t-pain it's five o'clock in the morning <laughs> i mean it's earlier than that <laughs> no nah, but it's a pretty cool club you get to do exercise to you know get your trust in, in a better way they do a lot of exercise and they teach you like the correct way to get your spine while they're adjusting and, and doing some stuff so I think we all got to go there. You 100% right, though. Um, they wake up very, very early, and you can definitely tell they have a whole lot of pride with their club because waking up at 5 o'clock, it, it, it tells you that's a whole yeah. lot of pride there. And so I definitely want to take out the time to to kind of 
to kind of go and and see what you know see what all the fuss is about. Don't you wake up at seven fifteen for your seven a.m. class? <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> we'll make a sacrifice and all go. I'm sure. I just want to say one thing. You know, I don't know about y'all, but I never expected myself to be a club guy. I going through undergrad or going through high school, I never went to any clubs. I was never part of anything other than soccer. I never went to any type of those extracurricular activity. So just the fact that we're out here talking about clubs, it kind of it kind of made me realize I, I'm really in this. How much like, you change? Yeah, I change, bro. And like you saying that um, you wasn't really a club guy. Um, I actually used to be in a club too much, and it wasn't one of these clubs. <laughs> so we <laughs> we gonna talk about that on this, but. I just want to give you guys, you know, a sneak peek into next week's episode. Going to have a special guest come on, and you guys are going to love this. This is fantastic, exactly what, you know, what we're talking about in this podcast. So, you know, I'll see you guys later in about six hours in Kairos. <laughs> but I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much um, from the bottom of my heart for coming. And, you know, stay, you know, stay in tuned in because it's going to only get better. And you guys have been sticking out since the first beginning. I just want to, you know, tell y'all thank you so much. Deuces. Later. later. You're welcome. Hablamos. So why does the best part of a cucumber taste like the worst part of a watermelon? What the?